Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy game day in the Valley. And I'm not talking about the Sun Devils tonight in Las Vegas, although I could be. Could be. 9.30 p.m. tip for the Sun Devils. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's quite something. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to hear the Sports Center updates on the drive-in for work tomorrow and see what, what happens. See how they did? Yeah. See if Bobby Hurley still has a job? Yeah. Uh, before we get started today, um, I'm really I'm, I'm kind of weighing uh, my options here. I had a dream that Phil Mickelson was winning the Masters, and I don't know whether that's a stupid dream or a symbol of what's about to come. What are the odds right now on Phil Mickelson winning the Masters, Jared? Can you tell me that? Uh, I I could find it for you. I, what well, I that's was going to say I'm is, asking it, you, can you find it for me? That's exactly what I'm asking. You, you. need better fantasies, is what you need. <laughs> if that's what you're I dreaming know. about, I know, I know, it's kind of dorky. I get it. Phil Mickelson to win the Masters. Wow, I got to do a search on his name because he's not near the top of this list. How about it? Plus okay. eighteen thousand. I see what? plus twenty eight thousand. What? Yeah. See, not uh, Dra- DraftKings has eighteen thousand. Oh, I'm on a different site. Caesars. For- yeah. oh, hold on, I got I got them all right here. Caesars has twenty thousand. Is Dan uh, Bickley going to become a sports better? Twenty eight thousand for Fanduel. Twenty eight thousand. Wow. This is one of those things that that uh, you, you almost feel like you have to. It's like buying a lottery, lottery ticket when it's, or a Powerball when it gets obnoxiously yeah, high. It gets yeah. up to a billion. You, well, well, you don't want to be stuck with the regret if it happened to hit. Mm-hmm. What if Phil Mickelson? So I was actually in the dream. I was actually in Augusta. On the Sunday, right near the end of the final round, and everyone was like, "Holy bleep, he's going to do this!" And I was really conflicted about it. We got a mark. I'm this- dreaming about golf, Finney. You got a problem, man. I I agree with Jarrett. You need better dream. I I'm not arguing with that. Not, you can't control you can't what you control. dream about. I would yeah. take golf. I'm usually getting chased in my dreams and oh, I can't run. Oh, yeah, that's a that God, That's not good. So yeah, I'm golf usually, come my way, please. I have sleep paralysis when you yes, cannot move you in your move. dream. Yeah, I that's terrifying. I have the I'm lost. I'm, I'm like walking down hallways and trying to find a thing, or I'm walking around. I can't. That's you at work, Jarrett. Boy, Jarrett. I had a dream. Uh, I don't think you need Freud to figure that one out. <laughs> I had a dream a couple of weeks ago that uh, I played for the Suns, and I got to the arena, and uh, I had a foot injury, and I asked the training staff to shoot me up so I could play, and they wouldn't do it. And then I woke up from this dream, and I had my, my foot was hurting me, and I limped around for two days. 
What? How weird is that? No, well, that's listen. That, that that's not that's not weird. Yeah, there, that's not weird. You it can means, take a physical pain right. you're feeling while sleeping, and it morphs into a dream. I didn't feel it when I went to sleep, though. So but you weren't consciously aware of it, right? No. I went but to bed. And I felt fine. And, and that's true. No, no, no. I've, I've I've realized this when you myself when you get to be middle aged and out of shape, just injuries happen. For nothing, when you you're wake up in walking pain. down the hallway, yeah, yeah. like yeah. you were in your dreams, bumping into doors, bumping into doors. Wow, is this the studio? Wow. That's all right. So two hundred and eighty to one. <laughs> Who wants in? <laughs> is that what it is? Two eighty to one. We'll talk if off here. Yeah, we'll if it's twenty eight thousand, we'll yeah. T- yeah, we'll talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, I'm so not familiar with the language, but I, but I do feel like I have to do this. I feel right. like I'm, this might be this might be a message from God. <laughs> like they say in the Blues Brothers. No, that's a mission from God. A yeah. mission yeah. from God. All right, we're on a mission from God. Start the show, Jarrett. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Animal. Animal coming. Animal coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, almost a full month after acquiring Kevin Durant in a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, Suns fans will finally have the opportunity to watch him play in person at a home game at Footprint Center tonight. Suns looking for their fourth straight win as they host the Oklahoma City Thunder. Durant made his Suns debut last Wednesday night and has been outstanding so far. Outstanding. 26.7 points per game while shooting almost 70% from the floor. Thunder come into tonight's game at 31-34. They're in 11th place, but they did beat Golden State last night, 137 to 128. Uh, tonight's game gets underway at 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. We'll have a lot on this game oh, today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's like, this feels like a football game day. Yes. In the it, Valley. It does. In a weird kind of way. And uh, we will also today, kind of in celebration of the way it worked out, we'll have our first conversation with new Suns owner Matt Ishbia today. Coming yes. up at that 845. Last night in the NBA, Bucks kept rolling without Giannis, they beat Orlando 134-123. Uh, Mikel Bridges, 30 in Brooklyn's 118-96 road win at Houston. Dallas got back in the win column. They beat Utah 120-116. Luka and Kyrie combined for 62. The Knicks winning streak is history. They lost at home to Charlotte. Charlotte! 112-105. Philly blew out Minnesota 117-94 behind 39 points from Joel Embiid. And the Lakers got a win over Memphis 112-103. Anthony Davis 30 points, 22 rebounds, and a bad boo-boo on the side of his nose. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. He took a shot. Yeah, I did. Uh, some deals struck around the NFL on Tuesday. The Baltimore Ravens used the non-exclusive franchise tag on quarterback and former MVP Lamar Jackson. The non-exclusive tag will pay Jackson $32 million this season. He can engage in contract talks with other teams. If Lamar were to sign an offer sheet, Baltimore would have the opportunity to match the offer or keep him in Baltimore or receive uh, to keep him in Baltimore or receive two first round picks as compensation. The the big takeaway from this is the Baltimore Ravens have opened the door for Lamar Jackson to leave. Yes. But is anybody willing to open the door for Lamar Jackson to arrive? That's a, that that's a fascinating story that yeah. we're going to get into today. The uh, Giants did sign quarterback Daniel Jones to a four-year deal and use their franchise tag on running back Saquon Barkley. Jo- Jones, four years, $160 million, $82 million guaranteed at signing. 
Uh, Barkley will be paid just under $10.1 million for the franchise tag in 2023. Uh, Miami Dolphins cut cornerback Byron Jones. Tampa Bay has released starting left tackle Donovan Smith. The Coyotes exploded for four third-period goals on their way to a 6-2 win over the Blues at Mullet Arena. Travis Boyd, two goals in the third period. Clayton Keller, Lawson Krause also scored. Uh, Karel Vimelka had 40 saves. Yotes close out the homestand Thursday night against Nashville. Pac-12 tournament gets underway today in Vegas. Six-seeded Arizona State taking on 11-seeded Oregon State in the fourth and final game of day one, a game that tips off at 9.30. Pre-game coverage at 9 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Uh, no Sun Devils on the All-Pac-12 first team. Desmond Cambridge Jr. landed on the second team. Arizona's Azulis Tabellis and Umar Balo landed on the 10-member All-Pac-12 first team. Although Tabellis, not the player of the year. Jaime Jaquez of UCLA beat How about him that? Um, there's still a possibility as we speak this morning there could be four Arizona teams in the NCAA tournament. GCU won their WAC tournament opener, uh, 82-74. They will have a quarterfinal matchup against Seattle University on Thursday. NAU is one win away from the big dance. <laughs> they beat Montana last night, 83-71. The ninth-seeded Lumberjacks got uh, 28 points from Jalen Cohn. They will face number two seed Montana State, also a 930 tip with an invitation on the line. D-backs lost uh, to the A's in Cactus League play 9-3. Rangers visit the D-backs in Scottsdale today in the World Baseball Classic. Underway in Taiwan. The Netherlands beat Cuba last night 4-2 and currently a game going on. Panama leading Chinese Taipei 5-0 that game in the fifth inning. There is your splash for Alrighty. Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. The day Kevin Durant plays a home game in Phoenix. Guess what we're going to talk about next? It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. If the Valley cheers like this for KD at his introductory press conference. Number 35 for the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant. Imagine how Footprint Center will sound tonight as Kevin Durant makes his debut. Everywhere I've been so far, fans have been, um, you know, giving me a warm welcome, but I still feel like I got to prove myself every day. Bickley and Murata talk KD's first home game with the Suns now. The more more people see me, the more comfortable they feel around me and things will get back to normal, you know, so I just try to get back to normal as possible. So the games roll around quick and fans, I want them to understand my game and what I bring to the team. So as much as I can get out on the floor, it helps. So I'm looking forward to going out there and playing as hard as I can for them all night. That's Kevin Durant the day before the home debut, which is tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder at Footprint Center. It's been almost a full month. February 9th is when that deal went down. Yeah. We were sitting on Media Row just with our heads spinning over the news that broke while we were sleeping the night before and had to wait a month. But uh, good things come to those who wait, is the old saying, Vic. We'll find out if that is true on the Kevin Durant front. Well, I think, we, I think yeah. Um, so you wonder, okay, what is, what is the significance of tonight. Why is tonight such a hype event? Um, and, and I think the answer is a little more complicated than, oh, well, it's Kevin Durant's debut in Phoenix, because Kevin Durant has already made his debut for the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. They're 3-0. Yes. So, and, and there are many regular season games left. There's nothing particularly consequential about tonight's game, so why is it a big deal? It's a big deal, in my opinion, because I think we as a basketball town kind of feel like Kevin Durant is is the is the 
is the guy is the dude on the the white knight on the white horse or whatever metaphor you want to use. He's the guy who is coming in here to finally deliver us from everything we've gone through as a basketball town. Yeah. There's that kind of symbolic feeling that that okay, our luck is going to change this time I because think, of this guy. I think that's a big part of it. The historic part is a big slice of that pie. I think you're exactly right. We know this. We knew this before the Kevin Durant trade went down. Suns fans right now are a hungry bunch. They got a taste of success the last couple years. They got very close to a title two years ago. They want this. You're exactly right. He is riding into town and the Suns don't make a deal so they can go a little bit further in the playoffs. They made this deal to win championships. Plural. Mm-hmm. Does it happen? That's the challenge right now. I also think what is adding to this, Bick, you, and you mentioned it too, we've seen Kevin Durant for three games, and it looks phenomenal. They're 3-0. and The game that they put forth, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker against Dallas on Sunday, was a really, that was a nice appetizer for what could come the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. And the other part of it, too, is this has been a roller coaster of a season. The Suns started out really well. They got all banged up. They got close to 500 at a time, and we were wondering, wow, what's going to happen? Is this team going to be in the play-in tournament? Are they going to make the playoffs at all? They were three games under 500. Yeah. This team was underwater at one point in time. Yeah. And the fact that this is happening now, and there are 17 games left down this home stretch, I think that pours a whole gallon of gasoline on the fire. Kevin Durant talked about the experience uh, for himself personally. This is the first time he's done this. Change teams in the middle of the season. It's definitely different. I mean, uh, the basketball side is the easier part, but the life part, life piece of it is definitely different. You know, getting up and moving from a totally different coast. Um, but you know, I've been on the West Coast before, played in the West Conference majority of my career, so I've been coming to Phoenix a lot. And uh, So to be living here now is pretty cool. You know, uh, things have got it's been three weeks now, so it's been um, it's, it's definitely better than it was early on. So I'm just uh, glad I'm playing again, and you know, things are getting back to normal. Yeah, the calendar kind of dictates like this isn't one of those situations. If this was a relationship, it's not like hey, let's take it slow and let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. This is Suns fans wanting to get married to Kevin Durant after a couple dates. That's what this is because it's midseason. There's 17 games left, and the goal is very clearly stated: what yeah. they want to accomplish. Well, and and I think it's um I, I think there is uh, some showmanship involved here. I I think when Kevin Durant um, first came to Phoenix and was not playing, suited up, um, uh, sitting on the bench watching the team, there was a, a definite performative feel to everything that was going on. That the the existing Suns now suddenly were focused on a different level because they wanted to impress this new guy. Mm-hmm. They wanted to impress Kevin Durant because now you've got a Hall of Fame player who's looking at you and sizing you up. So I think it brought out the best in the in the Suns um, leading up to his debut. But I think that's true of the crowd tonight. I think the crowd is looking to impress Kevin Durant. That, and that's what I think tonight's about. Tonight's about the flex of the of the home market um, to impress Kevin Durant and to to sort of create instant synergy between the two and see where it takes us all. That's what I think it's about. Yeah, I, I think you're you're right on the money. We saw it um, when, when Kevin Durant was in street clothes. 
in a couple games at Footprint Center. Wasn't mm-hmm. even playing. I think the crowd wanted to impress him that night, and I think you're exactly right. We saw we saw an yeah. all-star performance from Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Chris Paul in that first home game after they got back from the road trip when the trade was executed. Yep. And it's just been kind of at a, at a different level. Yeah. Uh, that is the effect that Kevin Durant can have on a team. And uh, Monty Williams talked about the gravity of Kevin Durant. The great players demand a double team. And- I learned that from Nate McMillan back in the day. I, I never even thought about it, but he, he taught me anytime you have a guy or guys that can draw a double team, you have to do your best to take advantage of it. For whatever reason, Book's been on the backside, and he's getting a lot of open looks on the backside. Um, Ish and Josh were also getting a few of them the other day, and, and Ish was able to knock some of those down. A lot of it is just having Kevin on the floor. Some of it is the fact that we just move the ball and get it to the second side. We just got to keep doing it. Yeah, and we'll see who the recipient of those open looks will be tonight because you know they're coming. Yeah. When Kevin Durant and Devin yeah. Booker are on the floor together. Well, because there's really no other way to defend this team. If, if, you're, a, if you're a team playing the Suns, and th- this is kind of why when you begin to categorize how this has looked, I, you, you use the word phenomenal, and it, it stopped me because I don't know if that's the way it's, it it just strikes me as so easy that def- that that's an adjective that fits too you know what i mean yeah. it, that, that's that's what it feels like to me it, it feels like this team is probably capable they're all probably capable of doing more it just it just feels like you add a second real elite superstar to the mix yep. we're all seeing the results of it all the madness tips off next yeah. week and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center just text Bucks to 62620 to sign up, receive your bracket, and compete for a shot at over $3,000 of prizes. If you register before Sunday, you'll be entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale. Once again, that's Bucks to 620620. Well, we've seen Kevin Durant in a Suns uniform for three games. So has the national media. We'll give you some perspective on what they've seen from KD and Phoenix next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Three and oh, since taking the court as the Phoenix Suns player. Durant getting loose. He'll try the three and by the three. Averaging 26 points, seven boards, 3.7 assists in those three games. Durant, he dribbles quickly to his left, goes to the rim and dumps it with his right hand. Bickley and Murata talk KD's first home game with the Suns now. I really thought this was going to be Denver's year. I cannot wait till they play because oh. it, it does feel like a bad matchup for Denver. And then we're it's and we're going to talk about the Jokic MVP stuff later. But if they don't beat Phoenix, then it opens up this Pandora's box for Jokic. Oh my God, what did we do? He won three straight MVPs. He can't even get to the finals. But this is a bad matchup for him because Aiton is the one guy in the league. Other than maybe some Nurkic times, that it seems like he's actually not afraid of Jokic and at least makes Jokic work for his points. And then on the flip side, they have all these other ways to torture him on defense. So if I'm a Denver fan, I am praying I don't that somebody handles Phoenix before they get to us. It's Bill Simmons from the Bill Simmons podcast. Suns, the one team that can beat the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs. By the way, and we'll mm-hmm. touch on this later on in the show, but there just seems to be, it gets thrown around very casually that Jokic is a three-time MVP. That he's already won it? Yeah, <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I, I think there's a couple of other guys but, that are, but have again, something to we, say about that. I think that. we saw this a couple of years ago when you and I were wondering why Chris Paul wasn't making any ascendance up the MVP. And we found out it was everybody pretty much had checked out. It had, and they had decided yes. almost almost in a form of collusion that Jokic is the guy. There's a lot yeah, of collusion Jokic in the, the air today in sports. Yeah. Uh, how about it? That's, but it's this the year, word of you, the day. I don't think you can make... If you make that same mistake right now, down the stretch, Jokic is in the, in the mix. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Joel Embiid is in the mix. Jason Tatum is in the mix. Giannis is in the mix. There are, there are candidates. Well, the, and they're also, all worthy. They hate giving... A person, a third straight MVP, as we saw with Steve Nash, yes. who had his best year, really, his third year. Oh, come on. I've been told he didn't deserve the first two, Jarrett. Well, some of those people say the same thing about Jokic. <laughs> well, no. It, it just happens Denver quite, has the best record this they're year. They're quite, quite different, Jarrett. Jokic has all the stats. Nash didn't. Uh, they're they're quite different, uh, but but Vinny's right about this. There were a lot of people who never understood Steve Nash because they only looked at the stats and they just oh come on, how important could he be? Fourteen if, points a game. I know, right? Uh, all yeah, and all you had to do was watch the Suns for two weeks to understand. Wow, that guy is at he's at the root of. Everything they do. Yeah. And so, it, again, it, to, to live through Steve Nash, he was the very embodiment of what an MVP is. To this day, I think anybody who ever suggests that that was, let's elevate the Caucasian player. Anybody who really thinks that's what happened with Steve Nash is an idiot. Or somebody just didn't watch any of the Suns play games that year. What Steve Nash did for those Suns can't... He started a revolution in the NBA. There'd be no Steph Curry in the way Steph Curry plays True. without Steve Nash. We had that question on uh, social studies. You know, what player was born ahead of his time? Steve Nash. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't by much, but he was, he was. He was not born no, in the right time. No, he de- that's that's definitely true. But I uh, but I think Bill Simmons' point is very accurate uh, because the MVP is a regular season award, and the Nuggets are having an even better regular season this year than they've had in either of his previous two MVP mm-hmm. years. His numbers again are insane. So if he wins that, there is going to be incredible pressure on that basketball team. I'm almost at the point. Where even though I don't like Nikola Jokic's game all that much at all, um, that I almost want to see him win this because I want to see that Nuggets team just buckling under the weight of expectation. Have they switched it? And officially now they give the awards after the postseason in like an award ceremony? No. Or is it it's still the middle of the playoffs awkwardly? Yes. Okay. Then yeah, exactly what Dan you said. You don't remember the the trophy being delivered to the horse stable oh, in Serbia? That's right. And, yes. the, and, the da- and the dancing and celebration yeah. that yeah. ensued. He got yeah. pulled by like a Ben-Hur cart over <laughs> to the... A horse right. that was smaller than him. Well, and here, here's the issue. It's it's Nikola Jokic might be an MVP, but it, 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 I don't think either of his MVP years, he's never been the best player in basketball. And that's where the disconnect starts. It's you, you watch Sunday, you watch the Mavs Suns on Sunday and you get four superstars in one game. And then you watch Nikola Jokic play and you go, this doesn't look the same. Yeah. But, I mean, there is a delineation between most valuable and best player. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have, you know, trouble not keeping those lines unblurred. Um, back to the Suns, uh, more from Bill Simmons. And he talks about why he calls them the playoff favorites. With Booker and Durant, the defense just has to lean one way or the other. And then the other thing you think, like Durant made a crazy Durant shot that he's made a thousand times in his career when the shot clock's kind of going down. He's going to his left. 
there's two people on him and he does the thing that he's been doing since he was at Texas in 2006, where he jumps up in traffic and he just keeps going up because he's seven foot, seven foot one, whatever he is. He keeps going up and he just shoots it over people, even though they're draped all over him and he made it. And you think like the combination of the open shots that they get, Chris's ability to just find people and push the ball combined with, they have two kind of defense breakers. Because Booker does it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Booker's another guy in the last five seconds of a shot clock who just pulls shot out of his ass and make it. And when Durant made that shot, that was that was when I went to another level with that trade. And granted, it's a Sunday, it's Dallas, I get it. But all right, not only are they getting great shots, but then they also have the defense busters, and they have two of them. And in the playoffs, that's what you want because over and over again, the playoffs slow down. You have these possessions with six seconds left, five seconds left, four seconds left with the crowd going nuts. And you just want those guys. And they have two. Yeah, they do have two. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to the 2021 final against Milwaukee, Devin Booker delivered, but man, did he have to work for it. It was and, hard. And there was, and, he and, didn't have another guy to do no, it. No, and the offense you know, slogged down in that series, and a lot of the heavy lifting had to be done by Devin Booker. It ain't that heavy anymore. Now, uh, it's all about 17 games getting ramped up for that type of atmosphere. And interestingly enough, going back to the Nuggets and Bill Simmons' point and what we just discussed, the Suns still have two regular season games against the Nuggets, mm-hmm. both at home. Uh, on March 31st, and then one uh, the first week of April. How much can you glean from those two matchups? I mean, this is a much different-looking team than what the Suns saw the last time they played them on Christmas night. And that shorthanded bunch almost beat the Nuggets. Should have beat the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. They didn't get screwed what is on that? the call. That doesn't matter. No, it, it doesn't it, matter it, now. It doesn't matter one bit. Yeah. These teams are different. Yes. Uh, that's the other thing to consider, too. The Suns schedule the rest of the way. They have Oklahoma City three times starting tonight. Still. Okay. They've got uh, two more games against the Lakers, who could be playing for for seeding and and, Mm -hmm. and, and more than pride. They've got the game against Milwaukee. They've got a game at Golden State. The Warriors are a different team at home than they are away, and they're probably uh, a, a desperate bunch. And they've got the Clippers, um, you know, the last game of the season. So it, it, it's not an easy schedule. And a lot of that is the product of the Western Conference being so inclusive in all the teams. I mean, the Thunder are in 11th place. There's 13 teams still eligible for the playoffs at yeah. this point of the season, which is unreal. Well, I, and again, I think the Suns are in a really good position because I, I they're not in danger. I they're, they're not in danger of falling out of this entirely. Before this trade went down, um, I, I couldn't shake the fear that this team was one big losing streak away from falling out of contention entirely. Yeah, the, the, Before this trade, the Suns had become highly erratic, highly unpredictable, mm-hmm. and very vulnerable. And very injured. And I know that was all a part of it, and it all worked in conjunction. And now I just, I, I don't see that. I do think, here's what I do think. I think the marquee games on the schedule, um, because there is a lot of posturing going on, and because the Suns now have a target on their back, and because they're getting all this attention, mm-hmm. I think these games will show the Suns how teams will defend them in the playoffs. And and that's going to be really, because I don't think there's a whole lot, there's not a ton of growth left for this team. They seem to pretty much have an idea how to play. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. We'll get into that a little bit later on as we've got a lot of Suns talk, a lot of Kevin Durant talk this morning, and again, we will be joined by Suns owner Matt Ishbia at 845. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, there was money being thrown around to quarterbacks in the NFL on long-term deals, but 
not being thrown to Lamar Jackson. We'll get into that and more. NFL news next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on this Wednesday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. It is, in fact, the non-exclusive tag for Lamar Jackson, $32 million, which I would say, on one hand, is interesting because it allows the Ravens to not pay over $40 million or so for Lamar Jackson. On the other hand, this is essentially putting it out there to other teams. If you want him for the right sure. price, then certainly you can have him. And I would say sure. the fact that someone else could sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, give him two first-round picks, and end up bringing Lamar Jackson onto their team really ramps up the intensity here. Dean Rappaport, NFL Network, on some of the news that happened yesterday. It was the deadline for teams to use their franchise tags. I think it was six teams that eventually used it. Uh, and the Baltimore Ravens, one of them, the non-exclusive tag given to Lamar Jackson. So the long-term deal still not worked out. And you said it earlier, Bick, and that's the juiciest part of all of this, is that this really opens the door for somebody yeah. to swoop in does. and take Lamar Jackson away from Baltimore. And I think when that news broke yesterday about the use of the non-exclusive tag by the Ravens, that's what people expected was this wave of teams to yeah. try to come in and, and, and lure Lamar Jackson. The exact opposite happened. Teams were publicly coming out and saying, we have no interest in Lamar Jackson. Fighting over each other to yes. say it first. To say it. Yes. Atlanta was first. Atlanta makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Are they really going to put their eggs in the Desmond Ritter basket? No, right. And again, it's it's what this keeps getting down to, to me, it's I, and I feel bad for Lamar Jackson because I think he is fighting a battle on behalf of all fellow football players, but he's going up against an industry that is going to collude behind his back and not pay him 100% guaranteed money. Yes. I just, I don't, I think he that I, he's barking up the wrong tree. What well, we've been talking a, about a this stupid cliche for well over a year, what the Cleveland Browns did with Deshaun Watson. Some people said, this is going to be the norm now. If a quarterback like Deshaun Watson can get guaranteed money, why wouldn't it be a Kyler Murray or Lamar Mm -hmm. Jackson? Well, it's because Cleveland screwed up everything. Yes. And the league is really mad at Jimmy Haslam and the Cleveland Browns for what they did. Yes, And Lamar Jackson, by standing and dying on this hill, is paying the price. He would have got a very hefty contract, but there's Mm -hmm. no way Ravens ownership is going to go down that road for a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, who's great and very important to what they do, but it's an example. It, it, that's it. That's it. And and I think that this has to cause some issues here because from what from what I understand, John Harbaugh loves Lamar Jackson. The Ravens are forty five and sixteen with Lamar Jackson, so they they can beat anybody anywhere anytime when Lamar Jackson is healthy. And yet this dude's missed nine games his last two years, and now he wants a hundred percent guarantee. I honestly believe that it, that that the Ravens, if it were not so. so institutionalized taboo that they would give him this money because if anybody has shown himself committed to a team and a city and a program and playing football the hard way, it's this guy. And 
the fact that they won't would tell me if I'm Lamar Jackson that you're fighting a battle you're not going to win, man. And and now as a result of this battle that he's fighting that he's not going to win, he's getting tagged to play f- for how much next year? Thirty one million. Thirty two million dollars, which rank? is even less than I mean ten million less than Daniel Jones. That's where we're going next. Daniel right. Jones is a quarterback that gets the long term deal from the Giants. He gets forty million dollars annually. Yes, ninety four do it signing. And I got a news flash for you. Daniel Jones is just a guy. Yes. His his statistics are so pedestrian. Yeah. The fact that Kyler Murray is going to have a better contract than Lamar Jackson is not right. And Lamar Jackson is no one to blame but himself for this. It's almost better to be the first team than it is to be the second team to give the... 100% guarantee. Yes. Because once you're the second team, you set the precedent. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. Here's the uh, highest average per year on current quarterback contracts, okay? Aaron Rodgers, number one, over $50 million annually. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, two, $49 million. Kyler Murray, three, forty-six point one. Deshaun Watson, forty-six. Patrick Mahomes, who just won his second Super Bowl's fifth with $45 million. Then it goes down to Josh Allen at 43 Daniel Jones at 40, Dak Prescott at 40, and Matthew Stafford at 40. See, that's just, and that's just wrong. That is just absolutely wrong. And now the Ravens are, and what what else the Ravens did by putting this tag on him is he's putting pressure on somebody else in the industry to make this decision about are you going to give 100% guarantee. They're letting somebody else do that for, for them. And no one's going to do it. And the reason that they've come out publicly and said no interest is because of that. Because the owners, wink, wink, have all agreed, no more of that. No more of that. I don't care. I don't care if we're talking about Joe Montana plus Steve Young plus Tom. No. It's not not happening. So and this, to me, <laughs> this feels like an edict in the National Football League. And I, I just feel bad for Lamar Jackson because he's got to know what he's up against here. Yeah. And, and he's... Probably punting a lot of money, and, and and the word that you used earlier in talking about a different subject, collusion, came about, and people aren't even hiding the accusations of collusion by the owners, including uh, Ryan Clark from ESPN. Let's be clear, the NFLPA, I was part of the executive committee, they've sued the NFL for collusion before, and that was in the uncapped year. And if you believe that all these teams and executives and owners aren't upset with the deal that Deshaun Watson got in Cleveland, then you've absolutely lost your mind. And when Adam says that the team or that Baltimore hasn't idea of what the market can be. We know the combine is less about those dudes on the field and more about the conversations going on between between traders and between free agents and having those conversations. And if you don't think that collusion is a part of this league and the league understands that we don't want to continue giving these guaranteed deals out, then you're absolutely out of your mind. Yeah, it's a weird situation and I think those two things happening on the same day really shine a light on it. about this if you are the new york jets and you're mm-hmm. woody johnson and you know that you are a quarterback away from having a really good team why are you full court pressing aaron Rodgers, who has got one year maybe two left when lamar how old is lamar jackson 25 26 he's i mean he's still a few years 26. away he's 26 just turned 26 last month yeah so if January. you're the new york jets this is a great opportunity to swoop in and just steal lamar jackson now you'd have to give up draft picks 
but you're getting a kid who's 26. It's not going to happen. Well, what do you think? You're going to have to give up draft picks. You have to give up draft picks for Aaron Rodgers, yeah, too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You could yeah. have 10 no, years right. of Lamar Jackson of and one year of Aaron Rodgers, that's right. essentially. So yeah. why wouldn't you do that? But you, I'll tell you why. Because the the owners are not, they're just not going down that road. And I just, this is where not having an agent is really hurting Lamar Jackson because he's, he, he's strong enough to be a martyr. He's strong enough to fight a battle that a lot of guys wouldn't fight. Mm-hmm. And, but, but no one's there to tell him it's not the right battle, man. Yeah. And how do you not take it personally when you're having those conversations with your bosses and completely. they're telling you no completely. to your face? Completely. Yeah. That's the uh, buffer zone that the agent normally provides when right. you got to hear all the stuff that's uh, on the cons column mm-hmm. of the pros and cons list about your own career and your yeah. skill set. It's not very easy. Uh, yeah, you mentioned... The Jets and uh, Aaron Rodgers, things progressing. The Packers gave Rodgers permission to talk to the Jets. Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers for ESPN, kind of laid out a timeline for this decision that everybody's waiting on from Aaron Rodgers. Well, all along, it has been free agency. Now, what's your definition of the start of free agency? Is it Monday when the negotiating period opens? Is it Wednesday when the, the, the league year begins? Keep in mind that if a trade is going to happen. It could happen quietly now, but it can't actually be put on the books and no one can actually talk about it until the league year starts on March 15th. With all due respect to Rob Domofsky, there's no way an Aaron Rodgers trade would be quiet. We've we've had trades before the league year starts reported in, in just about every mm-hmm. year of the last five years that I can remember, mm-hmm. and then it becomes official in March. Yeah, this timeline on Aaron Rodgers' decision, and he went into the dark for four days. That was a couple weeks ago, and all of the answers are quote unquote inside him. Yet we don't have a decision yet. Aaron Rodgers loves dragging out this process. He does it every single year. Uh, right? So if you're waiting for some swift resolution to this, yeah. I, I don't think you should be expecting that. Mm, I don't know. This uh, it, to me, if if the Jets are really putting a, a full court press on him, mm. it it might it might end up coming together relatively quickly. That doesn't mean the drama ends, though. Um, I, I think it's kind of interesting how weird it would be for the Packers to, to have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in succession, both running a foul with the team at some point and then relocating with the New York Jets. Yeah. Does that mean the year after that, Aaron Rodgers ends up in Minnesota? Yeah, right. (laughs) Coming up next, we'll get back into some Suns talk. Big day for the Suns tonight as Kevin Durant makes his home debut. And teams around the league wondering, how do you defend this team? We'll get into that and more next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.